Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Mike, how's your how's your new apartment? You you moved. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it it there's I'm some not good things. Furniture. I'm trying to move around furniture. New York City, you're always just gonna deal with like space, man. Furniture you <laughs> didn't know you needed to buy. Yeah. A thinking that you had a full-size bed but instead you just had a twin so now when you put a a, a frame that's a full size you're like oh shit you didn't e- you didn't even explain it all to them so like yeah go go ahead go ahead explain what happened when you moved it okay so first when i moved in i thought this place was fully furnished because it said furnished but what i didn't realize is the living room kitchen are furnished not the bedrooms. So, all right, first thing I have to do is I have to get furniture for this place. So I've been sleeping on an air mattress for the past like week. This is great for my back. Um, yeah. And plus I've been moving Ooh, everything alone, so exhausted. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, so the air mattress. I'm seeing the space. I'm like, okay, this is a lot more space than my old uh, apartment because my old apartment, I was literally sitting on my bed on my desk and being on my desk like that. And it was a pain. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. You mean like your desk was pressed up to your bed? Like that was. Yeah. I was every single time I was on my desk, I was sitting up on my bed. Oh, okay. So, and that was just from like limited space. Yeah. So this so time I'm like, oh, room? I have space. I don't know. I have maybe like two more feet across. Okay. That's a big difference though. Also, I have my private bathroom. Nice. And I have an actual nice. AC. Not one that just hangs on the wall. I don't so you uh, have like new window. random roommates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know these people at all. Uh, I'm like my old roommates who are friends. Uh, this is a five bedroom place so oh, far there's only three people mm-hmm. and most people have their own bathrooms just two rooms have to share okay and and you lucked out and got one of the one of the solo bathrooms yeah that's well great. you pay extra man oh true yeah definitely that's <laughs> that's like worth it though it was 80 dollars more worth I, it. Would, I would definitely pay the extra money for that well also rooms bigger yeah, for sure. So we actually had an episode recorded partially recently. That I messed up. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't on mic. It was it was a software. So we decided to try something new in that I wanted to record my audio and he recorded his and then I'll just edit them together and stuff to get um no drop off in our audio quality. But that wasn't really working out because we both we were both recorded and it was solid for I think like forty two minutes, and then Mike's audio just dropped, or Mike's recording yeah. just stopped. So I was thinking about <laughs> uploading a partial episode, but then I was like, eh, I don't know because there's a lot going on and blah blah blah, and I'm I'm like, you know what? Because we still had like another twenty minutes on that episode, so we missed out on like a third of the episode. Or something yeah. like that. And then last week I wanted to record 
Friday, but mm-hmm. Thursday night, or I guess Friday morning, because it was midnight or whatever, when my friends was at the hospital and I didn't get back home till 7 a.m. <laughs> and there was no way I was going to wake up for anything. We had really bad schedule conflicts. This is just what happens when you're like one person's going into like their senior year of college. The other person just graduated. It's like there's good, there's a lot of like retooling in our Moving lives right arts. now. And we're going back from like the COVID online semesters into the like in-person one. So I have to like account for that and blah, blah, blah and be prepared for everything. There's a lot going on, a lot to sort out. But we are back for this for this week. And we may have a bit of an inconsistent schedule for the next couple of weeks, but we'll sort it out definitely. Like once fall semester comes back, I'm sure we'll, we'll be good because like Mike is probably going to be settled into a new job. And then I'll settle into my classes and then we can like work out a schedule that properly works for both of us. But both of us are kind of in a transition phase right now because it's like the middle of fucking summer. <laughs> yeah. And unlike last year, because we started this podcast during the summer, but that was COVID and there was nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, because I think we recorded those episodes like Friday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. It was like dead in the middle of quarantine. And then like we were sitting there and like classes were still going on, but teachers didn't know how to teach online classes. So they were kind of just like, I don't know, turn this in, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot going on. Also, I apologize for any quality loss in like Mike's audio. I tried to fix that a little bit, but uh, he, he doesn't have all his stuff in his new room. So it's a little more echoey than normal, <laughs> but we'll get all that sorted out later. Oh, shoot. Yeah, room's slightly bigger. I had a ton of stuff hanging on the wall. I have to soundproof this place. Yeah, you're good. I'm using... Dude, are you, like, aware of NVIDIA Broadcast? I don't have... I have a Mac, so I don't have to deal with drivers or anything. Okay, so NVIDIA Broadcast, right? It's basically for if you have, like, an RTX graphics card. And it'll Mm -hmm. use those, like, AI cores... And it'll like enhance the audio and it does it really well. Like it's actually genuinely a great software and it makes my audio so much better. And like, it made a huge difference from like when this episode drops, just listen to like the first 30 seconds and then listen to like two minutes in and you'll hear the quality difference <laughs> from, from, from you. Because I forgot that like, as I was listening to it, I was like, wait, I can do it from like, audio that's like an input that like i'm giving and from like incoming audio through my speakers too so i i, I did that that's dope I, anyways let's move on to basketball it's almost midnight oh, sure. and i've been up since 5 a.m for sure and it's the finals and it's only game one so this this episode's probably not gonna be super super long but like we had to get something out there first of all let's recap the last round because i don't think we we talked about this at all Congrats, well we like did CP3. it just didn't drop <laughs> Oh yeah, CP3, congrats, etc. Uh, Milwaukee, without Giannis, they pulled through. They did in a strong showing. Like, Middleton was 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 going crazy. Like it made a Kendrick Perkins had a had a random tweet out. Like he has a ton of them, but he, he's like he said Middleton was the Batman and Giannis was a Robin. And when Perks first uh, first tweeted, I'm like, dude, dude smoking something. He is. Like, but hey, Middleton showed up. He played he ball. Uh, Lopez also like thirty three points. He reminded <laughs> us why he's like the the franchise leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets. 
who I guess at the time was the New Jersey Nets. That was mm-hmm. that is mad though. Just that like to think Brooke Lopez still got it in him like that. Bobby Portis played well. They had like four players with like twenty plus really points. Well. Yeah, it was a good team effort, and it's just like it reminds you that like for a good championship team, you can't just have you can't just depend on one player. Exactly. You 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 need a team that surrounds you that's talented and capable of playing ball and stepping up when you need to. Yep, it was a good season for the Hawks. Good season for the Clippers. As much as people want to clown them, they lost Kawhi. PG Man, did a, did a good job as a first option. Like that, both all the conference finals teams had had like a very solid, well put together run. It wasn't like. A, one of the teams got there and like rolled over and got swept or something or lost in five with like no fight. It was, it was, it was like a well-fought battle and it was like, sadly it got ruined because of injuries, but like, you know, it was still fun basketball to watch. Injuries always happen though. Like people are like, it's more this year though. Okay. It's true. But it's like, if people are saying like, Oh, should we put an asterisk on this championship because of injuries? Last year, people wanted to put an asterisk because of of the bubble. The year before that, because people the Warriors was injured. Yeah, like, and then the year before that, because KD was on the was was on the seventy three and nine Warriors. And then the year before that, the same thing. And the one before that, because the Warriors were injured, they're like, "Oh, the last championship that counted was the twenty fourteen Spurs." Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just watch basketball. <laughs> Every championship counts. It doesn't matter if it was a lockout season, bubble season. I don't care. It's oh my gosh, yeah. No, they 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 keep making up fucking excuses. It's so annoying. It's annoying though. Like I I understand. Like I don't like the idea of so many all stars missing the playoffs, but it's how it happens, and everyone kind of goes through it. And then just some people are luckier than others, and that's just how it goes. There's always a luck factor involved in winning a championship. Yeah, the last Lakers one, not the one, not the Disney one, the one before that with Kobe. Not the Disney uh, the one. The Twin Towers <laughs> injured Kendrick Perkins. Like, come on, with Kendrick Perkins, we won a one game seven. I don't know. Like, you can keep running these counterfactuals like over and over again. Kendrick Perkins is who who you're counting on to win the championship. <laughs> uh, we did have a. He was our only center, and he was actually play, a pretty I'll play, decent I'll play, center. I played. But yeah, no, player. but he, like, he, he did his role. You could always run. You can run it like that for every championship. There's always one player who's injured. There's always one thing that's not working out right. Like, it's really stupid because it's like, oh, older championships don't count because the league wasn't as good, and like there were eight teams in the league, and like the NBA hadn't like become what it was. Like people weren't as athletic as they are now, and then they're like, the new championships don't count because of super teams, and. Jordan can't win without Pippin. And like they're just saying all kinds of random shit to just try to invalidate every fucking championship. Like NBA Twitter is the worst. Oh my god. Especially recently with the Rachel Nichols stuff. With what? Uh, Rachel Nichols. Oh my gosh, yeah, we the should ESPN talk about that real quick. Did you hear the tran- did you hear the transcript? I heard some of it. I don't. I don't think I heard the entire thing. I, I, I think I, I. I heard like three, four minutes of it. I don't know if it's longer or anything, but mm-hmm. from what I heard, she says nothing bad about like uh, what's her face, Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor. Yeah, 
She says nothing about him about Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor. She doesn't bat at ESPN. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't badmouth Maria Taylor at the same way. At the same time, it is wild to just make the accusation that she's only hired for diversity. No, she didn't. That's not even what she said. She said like because uh, Rachel Nichols covers the NBA all the time, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah. Maria Taylor does a little bit of every sport, mm-hmm. and she's just like, this should have been my like promotion type of thing. And then just ESPN was just like, you know what? Let's not do it. Like, it's just was is was Rachel Nichols being petty? Yes. But it was just like that's what happens when you're competing for a job. And at the and end, make- she even bad bad mouth Maria Taylor, which is like a good thing because she bad mouth bad mouth her. That'd be one thing. She mm-hmm. just said like ESPN just needs to do better. Honestly, maybe I should listen again. But, like, from what I, I interpreted, it did seem like she was kind of, like, bad-mouthing them for picking Maria Taylor over her or whatever. Not, and not like, spe- um, saying anything specifically against Maria Taylor herself, but about, like, the fact that she wasn't chosen for it. And it's not like she wasn't going to be doing any finals coverage either. She was going to do, like, sideline reporting originally. And now yeah, they didn't even... Uh, she took they, over Doris Burke's job. Yeah, and now they, they're making Malika Andrews do it, right? Yeah. Because I think she did it tonight, which is crazy. So now she's not even involved. And now people are coming after, like, Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson for, like, defending her. Or more specifically for, like, not speaking out against her. No, I'm going to be real. She didn't say... She badmouthed ESPN. If anyone should feel insulted, it's ESPN. She even complimented Maria Taylor. (laughs) Like... Mm -hmm. It's literally just ESPN. It, it's, you know, it's kind of like how everyone was criticizing every corporation for, like, as soon as July 1st hit, they got rid of all the rainbow stuff. Yeah. Like, she's just calling out ESPN as just being performative. I feel like it comes from a different place, though, when she's upset about not having the job. I think. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I understand. Personal thing. Yeah, I understand frustration over it. Like, but at the same time, it's like. It just came off as I understand why people interpret it as like a possible racist thing. But on the other hand, like it like people are getting mad at like Perkins for it. And Perkins is like, I'm not going to wild out and like lose my job because (laughs) like I have a family to look after. And I understand that, too, when people are getting pissed at him for it. Like there are t- no, but it's also there are times when someone said, uh, like coworkers will go after coworkers when they think something really bad has happened. Yeah, like you you'll see that you'll see that everywhere. There was a uh, uh, was there an ESPN thing recently? Yes, this that's the other thing, right? People are getting mad at Kendrick Perkins. Look how quick they were to get rid of Paul Pierce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They got real popular bad quick. No, but it's like there are times where people will be like, this person is objectively like terrible to work with or they're not supporting him. Like you see NFL commentators uh, saying like, oh, NBA NBA commentators should not be speaking about politics on ESPN. And then you'll see uh, vice versa. Like these, like when they're, when they have legitimate beefs, they will go after each other on the same network. 
And this is yeah. not just an ESPN thing. This is a Fox thing. This is a CNN thing. It's like they will go after each other because these are ultra competitive people who got to where they are for certain reasons. And if they have legitimate issues with people, they talk about it. What I did see and agree with, which I think is what a lot of people were really upset with, like Firkins about, was that they said he like and I was I was watching it. Right. Because like it came they were showing like a rerun on the TV like late at night and. Since I've been home, like, and not at my apartment, I've actually been watching TV a little more because it's on. Like, I don't pay for I don't pay for cable. Like, it's a waste of money to me because I don't watch TV. But like, since it's on, I like I'm out there in the living room and I'll like be making eggs or something, and it's on. So like, I was I was watching it, and then like she had maybe like thirty seconds of talking about it, and then like another four minutes of like. Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson defending her. And I think she should have just like had the time to like explain herself, apologize, whatever, whatever, whatever she needed to say. And if had they just like given her that time, it wouldn't have looked nearly as bad on on everyone because like, then she could have like, you know, cleared up what she intended to say or whatever. And this and that and that, but it's become like a huge thing. Oh, and also now add in the Jimmy Butler shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. The Jimmy Butler rumors, the the Ilya Sova rumors. Like, there's a, there's a lot going on right now. I'm not buying into any of that. I don't believe anything until proven. I don't even care if it's true or not, whatever. Right, exactly. That don't matter. We're here to talk about basketball. Basketball. Oh, Speaking God. of which, game one of the NBA Finals. Uh, one of the NBA's worst fears, a Phoenix Suns versus Milwaukee Bucks matchup. That's not at all pleasant for ratings. But it could have been worse. It could have been Utah. <laughs> it's always that. I mean, all uh, jokes aside, I think these ratings are the highest in the playoffs in a while. It was a really good game. Are they? Oh, the game? I thought or... the, the, bubble ha- the bubble had high ratings. Didn't it? I don't know. I mean, no one... Like a regular NBA Finals. Because the bubble's weird because like, everyone was stuck at home and what else are you going to do? You had no sports at all for months. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Game one was weird. I didn't see the first half, but I thought by the first half it was competitive because I, I was getting the notifications. It was a competitive first and half. Then, and then I was watching the third quarter, and it was just a blowout. Yes, because Chris Paul dropped like 16 points in the third quarter. He averaged like then, 16 points on the season. <laughs> dropped that in one quarter tonight. I mean, dude dude has a chance at a ring. He's not missing it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. It's his first time in the finals, which is crazy like, to say. It, was it year 18, year 17, 16, something like that? 16. 16, 16 yeah. He's had an extremely long and extremely successful career and hasn't managed to make the finals yet, which is really interesting in hindsight, like thinking back on it, like just the fact that this is our first time experiencing Chris Paul in the finals. I mean, we might have seen him if it wasn't for injuries. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, every single playoffs, every year. Um, but yeah, no, it's Chris Paul is hungry. He wants it. 
He does. Devin mm-hmm. Booker wants it. He, they combined for what, like almost sixty points and like fifteen assists. Devin Booker, he had he had like ten free throws by himself. He had, he he had more free throw attempts than the entire Milwaukee Bucks. He was ten for ten from the free throw line too. He didn't miss. Like they had twenty six, and I think Phoenix had every free throw made until like the very last one. I think Jay Crowder missed one. Yeah. But he, I he fell asleep it. at the very end of the game, admittedly. Yeah, I mean, because it, it looked like there was going to be a comeback, and then it just sputtered out. It wasn't even due to it being boring. I just had, like, a long day. <laughs> like, Milwaukee, They it was really interesting that, like, they managed to keep it so close because, at least for the first half, because I was like, how are they managing that with Don... It doesn't Giannis work to use. No, Giannis was back. No, I know. I'm saying, but like he's still like getting not 100. percent Yeah, uh, I think the the really weird thing about this, right? And I would have never considered doing this for like a minute of this series, but Coach Bud was still running his drop coverage against Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and in a in a defensive scheme that like leaves open mid-range shots, I really don't want Chris Paul and Devin Booker on the other side of the floor. <laughs> hey, most teams in the NBA, like uh, at least the Mike D'Antoni offense, they're never doing the they're never doing a mid-range shot. <laughs> so, uh, hey, this team is, is murdered from the mid-range this year, and I think when you take that into account. And they almost got the game close because I think they went into the fourth quarter down 18 points and they brought it back to nine. Yeah. As soon as they started running Giannis at the five. Huh? Uh, I mean, it it got single digits. Yeah. As soon as they started running Giannis at the five, it became much easier for 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 the Bucks to to make that comeback. Like they they had all the defensive adjustments they need as they should because Giannis is. Like, really fucking big and strong, but he's also super quick, so he can keep up with guards on the pick and roll. He can do whatever he needs to do to get to get yeah. that done. So they're going to need to run Giannis at the five a decent amount if the Bucks want to win this series, I think. And it's going to be a very interesting transition with Giannis just coming back from hyperextending his knee. So we have to hope his body holds up. And if he does, then don't count out the Bucks because they will have a swinging chance if they can make the proper adjustments to manage the Suns. But making I mean, adjustments honestly, is a lot I, to ask of Coach Bud. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with the with the Bucks this year. The talent that is the talent that's on the team is not always represented on the court. Definitely not. With the inch, with okay, so Miami, awesome, good job. Uh, Nets. There are times they should have closed out this series a lot before, just because the Nets were suffering from injuries. Mm-hmm. So the totality of injuries that should not have been a competitive game uh, series. And the Nets made uh, it look like it was light work when they were originally playing against them. Yeah. Or so the that that's games. one thing they got lucky for. Um, then against the Hawks, like credit to the Hawks, they they played amazing. They went they, like crazy. Like no one expected this from the Hawks. Like. Conference finals, no. Mm-hmm. 
No way. Yeah, Not me. Like, it, even because remember preseason, you were we we were both hyping them up, but I thought they were going to be like an eight seed or whatever, and you're like maybe middle tier. Yeah, I thought maybe they could make like a six seed or something. Which they yeah, they made the fifth seed, finals. but the fifth seed went to the conference finals. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they definitely showed up and impressed. But Milwaukee sometimes they just give up. They 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 take their foot off the pedal. They settle for 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 simple shots. Like they don't move, they don't move the offense around. Giannis sits back at the three for no reason. Like Milwaukee is a team, I think that, with the exception of the Nets, this uh, this postseason just beat themselves up. I think Drew the other Holiday... team doesn't beat them; they beat themselves. No, the Nets were were stomping them at the start of that series. No, I'm said, I said ex- except for the Nets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think. My thing with Milwaukee is Drew Holiday has been a lot more inconsistent than I thought he would be. It's it's almost like the opposite of what I expected. Like I thought, because Chris Middleton has like a history of like getting to the playoffs, not playing as well, like with this Bucks team. And Drew Holiday has performed really well in the past. And it's kind of like switched, whereas like Drew Holiday has a lot of games where like you don't really see his impact that much, at least on the offensive side of the ball. And... Middleton has had his games where he steps up and plays like a star star. But then there's also the games where he just, I don't know, like puts up like 14 points. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to get from him? Is he going to drop 12 or is he going to drop like 39? <laughs> like, we really don't know. And it's, it's, it's been an unpredictable it's not, been, it's not even just points, but it's efficiency too. Because yeah. when you say he puts up 14 points, it's on, like, 30% shooting or something like that. When he puts up 39, it's on, like, 50, 60. It's, it's like, it's ridiculous. It scales, like, exactly opposite of how you'd expect. Because normally, like, the higher the volume, the lower the percentage. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, Middleton, like, will score less points on, like, way more shots. I don't know. But they made it. They deserve it. Respectable team. They were lucky that KD's foot was so big, but they I'm not gonna say they didn't deserve to make it to the finals. They they fought hard. They were the team that I picked at the start of the playoffs to make the finals this year. And so are the Suns, I want to say. I I I'm I'm kinda proud of that. That, yeah. that I really I really sat here and I, I made accurate predictions. Every team except the Hawks I predicted correctly for like all the series so far. And I, Mike said the Suns might not make the playoffs. <laughs> might be an eight seed. Okay. Preseason prediction. <laughs> yes. I just I just love bringing that up because <laughs> because I think it was just because like I, I really I really like the Suns team from the start, and I'm I'm really proud of my pick. <laughs> You've seen no, the you're right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I think they're winning the series, but like, despite like despite Giannis being like my favorite player to watch in the NBA, I I think the Suns are winning the series. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Uh, I picked the Suns to win it all at the start, so I'm still gonna roll with my pick. DeAndre Ayton has played like a star like mm-hmm. easily jumped into a top five center conversation. You can argue top three, maybe 
and at least with the way he's played through the playoffs. I'm not going to say like overall through the whole sustained season, but like with his playoffs performance, that is something you would relate to a top three center or top five center in, yeah. in the league. And hopefully he can maintain that dude. Like I, I want to see this happen. Like he was a number one overall pick. Everyone was kind of discrediting him because Luca had that, um, these past two amazing seasons that really good rookie season. Uh, Trey has also played extremely well. And like, everyone was kind of like, Oh, Deandre Aiden, how the hell did he get the number one pick? Okay. Also, weren't Trey and Doncic like the third and fourth pick? Yes. Or one, one, one more. I think um, third and fifth. Yeah. You no, know who no, the second one was? Back, they were back to back. Isn't he in the Kings? This is Marvin Bagley. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with DeAndre Ada is it is he's played well as a rookie and as a sophomore it's this a Devin Booker played better and so did Luka Doncic and and uh Trey Young DeAndre Ayton played well for his first two years it was more of a thing where like and Chris Paul has helped a lot with this where like he needed to develop his like basketball IQ his like defensive iq stuff like that like as far as like positioning and stuff like that that those are things that come with more experience with experience exactly and chris paul's like the perfect person to teach him it's like um carmelo's this uh, carmelo's the second pick uh uh, i mean third pick in in that draft class right and everyone says he kind of underperformed (laughs) yeah but everyone says he un he 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 was he was disappointing because the first was lebron no one cares mm-hmm. about Darko. Um, number four was D Wade. Hey, Darko won a chip. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But then there was D Wade, and then Chris Paul. So like those are like multiple time champions. So yeah. it's like it's not. It, to it's be like, fair, most of them won the championships together. <laughs> but the point is, it's like you could or Charles Barkley or whatever, and like you could pick these players who are all time greats. But they just have to go up against someone who's greater. Right. Like, or even if not like an individual, just a team that's like really well put yeah. together and like it just happens. No, but it's like, it's say on a test you score 95, someone scores 100. You still did really good. Just you someone did. happens to do better. So I think that's what happened to DeAndre. Exactly. Like, it's not his fault that Luca nearly like put up a triple double every other night. <laughs> like Luca and Trey Young was shooting from like thirty-five feet his... out every game. Like, it, like Luca's been like a fringe MVP candidate since he started. And in reality, um, I feel like center is one of the difficult positions to just get thrown in and play well, because like you have like the biggest defensive task because that's like the most important part of a defense is like locking down the paint and then like rebounds are so important and stuff and like when you're a guard for example you'll get more touches so it's easier to like get more involved and like pick it up and like adjust to the game you know whereas yeah. like it and doesn't you happen as often it. you get in rhythm exactly you get rhythm, like etc exactly 
how do most centers score their points now? It's off the pick and roll or alley. Like all of that is dependent on the other, on the point guard just getting the ball to them at the right time. Exactly. And um, and, I think I was watching an interview from, I think it was an Aiton interview today, like right before the game or it was yesterday. And um, he was saying basically that like, it was him or it was someone else that was talking about it. But like he didn't have like that level of work ethic that the organization, like the organization wasn't happy with it. And then Chris Paul came and like was really getting at him and like being like, yo, you need to, you need to work. You're like a special talent. You, you have all the ability to go out there and become one of the best centers in this league and you need to do it. And he's like, he, he, he listened and he went and he started putting in the work and he was, he was killing it this postseason. 22 points and 19 rebounds tonight on 80% from the field. 2K numbers, man. 2K. <laughs> Insane. This, the yeah. Suns team is super well built. Like, much more than I think anyone had realized and, like, been able to give them credit for. Like, Chris Paul... Runs the floor perfectly. Mikhail Bridges, great like defensive player, like get, gets his buckets in. Dario Saric is a great backup power forward. Uh, DeAndre Ayton has stepped up. Booker's incredible, as we all knew. And then just like guys like Jay Crowder or um, Campaign, they just have so many good role players. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that was it Damian Jones. Uh, he's he won Executive of the Year. Mm-hmm. Like this is his first. This is his first finals without LeBron too. <laughs> like, I think this is the seventh time he's making the finals. First time as an executive. Not bad. When you look at it, and it's not like the the Bucks team is poorly constructed either. Like Bryn Forbes has had some good games, some clutch shots this game. Um. Bobby Portis has played well. Chris Middleton, like they're both. It's really interesting to watch because they're both deep teams that kind of like go into their bench and have to count on every guy to step up and play. And I, I, I can really respect that about this final series. Uh, I mean, if any team is well constructed if they make it to the NBA Finals. <laughs> like, they have to be. That's true, but these two teams particularly are like well constructed in the sense that like it's based off of having a deep roster rather than having like several stars and then like a couple solid guys after that. Yeah, I get that. And the thing is, I was give the Suns are more consistent. That's my only, that's my only thing. The Suns or the Bucks? Like the Suns are more consistent. Mm-hmm. And because the Bucks can score 150 points one game and then scores 80 the next. Oh, I thought you said if the Suns are more consistent. Okay, you're saying that the Suns oh, are no, more no. consistent. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they are more they are more consistent. And like I mean they the Bucks could win either way with like defense or offense, but it's just like a you never know what they're trying to win, how they're trying to win, you never know like who, or what's their the mercy sometimes is just like how well is the other team shooting? Like the Bucks are gonna try to get their threes and they're gonna try to have Giannis drive the paint. The problem is when no, those threes saying... aren't falling, they have no other way to get buckets. 
Yeah, but I'm saying it's like the the Bucks is just like they're that team. They have uh how how do I say? It? They have multiple paths of winning. Yeah. It's just like you kind of just roll a dice, but because sometimes there's just the lack of fundamental identity beyond just like shoot the three or have Giannis pass it out. Like sometimes, and they don't have anything to fall back on. It's just like, what do you do? Versus the Suns, I feel like I have a more consistent like offensive identity, and like they know how to execute that day, uh, night in and night night out. Yeah, they have more. They have more shot creators, and like Chris Paul is like in the truest form a floor a floor general, like the best pure point guard in the league. Steph Curry is the best point guard in the league, but Chris Paul is the best pure point guard, like as far as like definition of the role. Playmaking, that type of thing. Yeah. Also, a pest on defense. Huh? A pest on defense. Who, Chris Paul or the Suns in general? Yeah, Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. But Drew Holiday, like, defensively makes that match. He's just not on the same level offensively as far as, like, creating for others and stuff. And he can get his buckets. He just has been so on and off. It's really, I don't know. I really thought this was the Bucks' year, and it still very well could be. But at, from what I've seen so far in this postseason, I'd feel like it would be the Suns. But I'm not going to cut out the yeah. Bucks. I picked them to Wait, go to the finals your, for a reason. What's your What's your prediction? Like how How many games? Suns and six. Suns and six. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. This is why we need a third person. We need someone to mix. It up. <laughs> I reached out to Sid before this episode, guys. For those of you guys missing Sid, uh, he said no because he's tired. So fuck that guy. But <laughs> hopefully we'll like, get him. I woke up at seven. I was like, I woke up at five, man. I'm recording. I am about to fall. I am passing out as we record, but like, I'm here. That's right. That's right. And we did, we did a short episode because I don't know if there's too much else you want to go into because we only really had game one. And I think at this point, Honestly, we can just drop games based off of the the playoff series because it's it's the end of it, and then like we'll have like our off season talk and stuff. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will uh, continue to talk about the this final series, and hopefully, it's a good one. I'm thinking it will be. I don't expect the Bucks to just roll over after this one, especially because they had such like a strong showing in the start of the fourth quarter. So oh, you know the Bucks have a bad game. They have a bad game. They'll pull it together in the next game. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see you guys then. Later. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Off the Screen Pod, and we'll catch you guys next episode. See ya.